Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful you're here, and I want to get right into today's episode. We are talking all about how mess is good. All right, stay tuned for that. But first, I want to read a written review from one of you. I can't thank you guys enough for taking your time to write a written review. Not only do I read them all, but this is the very thing that helps other moms like you find this podcast. All right, this review comes from Marie Hilton. She said, great content, five stars. As a mother of a picky eater, I have started implementing so many of these strategies in hopes one day my child will try new foods and have more of a variety of likes. We have definitely made progress, but still have a ways to go. So so thankful for this podcast. Thank you so much, Marie. I appreciate you being here for listening and of course, for leaving that written review. It means so much to me. Over 75% of moms who follow me over on Instagram report that they struggle to offer a variety to their picky eaters. Yet we know that offering a variety of foods is not only important for combating picky eating, but also vital for their overall health. Revamp My Rebuild and Expand Variety Meal Plan is designed to increase variety and exposures to new foods while decreasing your stress. This meal plan takes family staples and builds on them week by week to drastically increase the variety your little one is exposed to in just one month. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing that you're serving them a variety of food while taking the guesswork out of it. Revamp uses methods I teach inside Table Talk like bridging and food chaining. And no, you don't have to understand these techniques completely because the system does it for you. It's a 70-page system with over 100 total recipes for breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner, plus my top tricks, favorite gear, and other fun surprises along the way. You can follow the rotation day by day for 30 days, or you can pick and choose your favorites to filter in on your own time. So if you're stuck in a rut with meals and want to try something new while also helping your picky eater eat a bigger variety, this system is for you. You can click the link in the description box below to grab your copy today. All right, now back to the show. All right, let's get into it today. So like I said, we are talking all about how mess is good. Now I have kind of a funny story to kick us off with because I think it really illustrates that first time mom life and um, that little semblance of control we think we have at the very beginning of having a kid that very quickly dawns on us that we're not in control. We're really just not as in control as we think we are. So my son was six months old and starting solids. And honestly, I loved this stage. I know a lot of parents don't, especially us nursing moms. It's hard. We're like, I can just lift up my shirt and feed my baby and it's no big deal. Why do I all of a sudden want to mix up solids? And to be honest with you, I did feel this way for a period of time. I was a little like, you know, I'm going to miss the convenience of just being able to lift up my shirt and nurse him anywhere we are. But at the same time, it was so fun to watch him experience food for the very first time. Watch him take a bite of a banana 
or a blueberry or sweet potato or avocado, which was actually his first food. And I just loved watching him light up or change the squirmishness of his face and pucker his lips or spit it back out or swallow it and get really excited to eat more. Sometimes he would do this little like happy dance with his arms and legs and it was so cute. So for those of you who don't know, we did combination feeding with my son. So we did a little baby led weaning and a little bit of purees. Um, I did make most of the purees myself because... Okay, well, let me just share this tip right off the bat. If you want to make your own baby food and you don't have an immersion blender at home, get yourself an immersion blender. This tool was hands down the most helpful tool for making my own baby food because I would literally take whenever me and my husband were eating for dinner, add a little breast milk, add a little, add a little water, and zoop, 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 and it was done. <laughs> that was it. Truly, I remember one time we had this strawberry chicken poppy seed salad And I just mixed it up. I just pureed it all together and my son ate it. I mean, it was wild. Now, back then I had a Cuisine Art um, immersion blender and it was fine. It was absolutely totally did the job. But now I have a Vitamix immersion blender and I don't want to be snobby, but it's great. Like it is so great. I've been wanting a Vitamix blender for a while, but the other day I was like, Well, it wasn't the other day. It was a while ago. I was like, you know, I wonder if this thing can make smoothies. And you know what? It sure as heck can. And is it as powerful as a Vitamix blender? Probably not, but it's got to be pretty darn close. It feels like it anyways. Anyways, I got it for Christmas. I didn't even ask for a Vitamix one. I just got it and it was beautiful and I'll freaking love it. So total side note here, but it was so helpful in making my son's baby food and my daughter's as well. My daughter did mostly baby led weaning, mostly just because I got lazy and I felt way more confident because I had the experience with my son. Anyways, going back to this, he was eating solids. It was so fun to watch him do it. But then he hit that age where, um, because we always encouraged even uh, self-feeding, even with a spoon, even when we were doing purees. But he hit an age where he just got like really messy, really messy. And it was like um, hurting me, like on the inside. (laughs) I'm kind of type A. Now I will say, I used to be kind of a clean freak or at least somewhere in that vicinity, definitely not compared to like an actual clean freak, but in my head, it felt like a clean freak. And then, uh, my son started getting messy and then I had two kids and now I'm like, I don't know, average, like my house is almost always a mess. There's always laundry done, whatever. But I'm telling you that this mess my son would make with yogurt or peanut butter or toast or gosh, any food, oatmeal, oh, oatmeal in the hair just hit on a new level that I was not prepared for. And I hated it. And so, and just just a really quick caveat, if you are a toddler mom, if you're past the baby stage, this episode still applies to you. <laughs> this isn't just about babies, but I do want you to hear this regardless the age of your child. But here's the thing. I tried everything, every product under the sun to help keep my little one clean while still also being able to feed himself. And you know what? It doesn't exist. Now, I had people even later, like when I started this whole account and this whole focus, I had people sending me products of like these bibs that covered, I'm not even kidding you guys, the baby from the like wrists all the way down to their ankles and also the high chair. And I laughed and then tried it because I was like, hmm, I wonder what this is like. And then I reached out to the brand and offered to pay to ship it back because I wasn't going to talk about it. I wasn't going to recommend it. But it was so funny to watch my son basically just like pop up through the middle of it. And 
and wear it like this huge dress gown that went over the whole eye I hope you're picturing this in your head because it was hilarious. And yes, the food just went like on top of the bib, like itself, like the tray, whatever. So you didn't have to like clean the tray. But then at the end of the meal, you had this humongous bib that had everything like arms and snaps and Velcro. (laughs) It was huge to clean. Like there was, it was all over. It was like yogurt on top of this bib. I'm like, this is actually worse. Like this is worse than just like having my son hop in the bath or wiping down the entire tray. Like this is worse. And it's just so funny to me. But it reminded me that when my son was six months old and going through this like baby led weaning uh, purees situation and making this mess, I had ordered one of those bibs that are like a like a shirt, like a long sleeve shirt. And I was like, oh, this, this is going to change the game. This is going to help so much. And you know what? It did a little bit, like it contained a little bit of the mess. His clothes weren't ruined all the time, which I was grateful for until I learned that I could just feed him naked. But you know, it, it, it helped for a period of time. But you know what it did? It created a barrier between my son and his food. And so I want you to think of this regardless of if you had a baby or if you have a baby or a toddler um, or you're planning on having more kids, this is a barrier between your child and the food, the same way that a utensil is, right? So it can be used for good. It can be used to help, but it can also create this distance between them and the food. Oftentimes, picky eating is happening because our little ones are not experiencing the food in a very real way, in a messy way, in a playful way, in a sensory way, like actually being able to touch, feel, smell, taste, look at the food. And those bibs, although maybe they made my like type A-ness stop twitching, didn't actually help. In fact, they were probably a big reason why my son started his pickiness. This is like a picky opportunity, if you will. If you've listened to that episode, then you get that joke. If you don't, then you think I might have just had a stroke, but I promise you I didn't. Okay, so essentially what I'm saying here, and I kind of gave it away at the beginning, but mess is good. Mess is so good, mama. And I know, I know that it feels overwhelming right now to wash your child down multiple times a day when they have it in their hair, in their ear, down their chin, in their little cute neck rolls, in their belly button, on the bottom of their feet. How the heck did that happen? Everywhere, right? I know it feels really overwhelming. This is a season and it will pass. And I promise you, the more messy we're able to let them be now, the more experience they can get with food now, it does clean up nicely. Okay. And what I mean by that is my son now is a super clean eater. He actually likes to keep his area clean. Now, I will say that I do think the bib could have impacted that for him and made him want to be more clean. He doesn't like to get messy with food. He doesn't like to touch stuff. He has a little aversion to certain sensory um, inputs. You know, like the first time he steps in the sand, he it takes him a while to warm up to it. And this can totally be normal, just so you know. Um, if you are concerned, of course, reach out to an OT, um, PT, and your doctor, of course. But what I'm saying is, is that I think it created some distance between him and some sensory input. And we missed out on some really imperative moments in his life to have that sensory input. So encourage it, allow it, know that it's just for a season. And don't be so quick to wipe everything up off their cheek, off their ears, off their hair, off their body, off their hands. This is part of it. This is part of learning how to eat. And it is an important, important part. 
There are, of course, some tips and tricks to keep the mess at a minimum while still giving them that input. So yes, I will share it with you. (laughs) Number one is to put a mat down underneath their uh, high chair, especially if you're like me and live in a house where some reason the contractor put carpet under the dining room table psycho. Uh, So that's tip number one. Tip number two is to feed them in the bathtub. Yes, feed them in the bathtub, even with water in it, yogurt in the bathtub. I mean, it's just fun. Certain foods, not all foods, certain foods. That's part of the division of responsibility. We get to decide where they eat and sometimes that's the bathtub. Okay. Okay. The next tip, like I already mentioned, feed them naked or just like in a diaper. Feed them naked or just in a diaper. I could have saved myself so much money, so much time, so much like spray. Oh, it was so funny. I was like so concerned, you know, when I first had my son about um, really natural, like, what's it called? Laundry detergent. And I spent all this money and time researching and reading up on ingredients and getting like the met, the best, the bougiest laundry detergent just to turn around and like spray it with shout all the time. (laughs) Like I cannot even... At the moment I started doing that, I was just like laughing at myself so hard. And I'm not, I'm not saying not to do that, but I am saying let's just like think about this here. Maybe we can just like take the clothes off and then we just stick them in the bath. I also think I used to make baths way bigger of a deal than they were. Um, you don't have to like wash them from head to toe, perfectly sponged bath, clean and sparkly every single time. Like there were times where I literally just like put my daughter in our kitchen sink and sprayed her down with a hose and like, okay, we're good to go. You know what I mean? So anyways, so that's a really good tip as well. Plus a package of baby wipes goes a long way at the table, especially like I said, wait until they're all done. Or sometimes my son would just get really overloaded. Like he had too much yogurt in his hands and he was getting frustrated. Then I'd wipe them clean and let him make another mess. Um, So having those at the table, super, super helpful. Also, bringing your children to wash their hands after the meal, use a baby wipe after the meal, or even bringing like a little, uh, like a Tupperware of water to the table that they can rinse their hands in. That's part of the sensory experience as well. So let them be a part of that. Let them learn how to wash their own hands so that they can feel nice and clean as well. All right, you guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode on why mess is good and necessary for your picky eaters, for your babies, really for most ages. And I know this feels like they'll never stop playing with their food if we let them. We can start to have some boundaries around it for sure as they age, but do not miss this pivotal time for their development. All right, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.